Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Nice to have you here. And we begin our new series entitled One Day. This series of One Day is because every single day, it seems like, something could change your life. One day, one moment, everything can change forever. For me, it happened several, several years ago. I was five years old in family devotions and 1451 Davis Road, Chilai, New York. I gave my heart to Jesus. Then a few years later, I attended the university, Liberty University, and of course, one day, <clears throat> I met a beautiful lady who became my wife. <laughs> lucked out. <laughs> I lucked out on that one. One day had children, et cetera, et cetera. One day received a call from our former pastor, Pastor Dave, and he's now retired. And I got to meet Pastor Ricky. He hired me. Miracle in itself. <laughs> it's awesome that I could be part of his staff and work with him. And then, of course, most recently, for me, everything changed on April 13th when I found myself laying on the floor and couldn't get up because I had a stroke. But you see the importance of one day. One day in your life can change everything. And that's the series, and that's what our series is about. One day, your life can change forever, and for the good. So we're going to look at the story today, that one day there was the greatest fishing story ever. And because one man on one day obeyed Jesus, his life was changed forever, and so were many others. I'm not much of a fisherman. I'm more of a hunter than I am a fisherman, but <clears throat> I want to tell this story about a fishing story. And it's found in Luke 5. 1 through 11, and we're just going to break it down kind of verse by verse, okay? So you guys get it. You know, the Lord will use what you have if you obey. That's kind of a key. In verse 2 and 3 of this story, it begins by Jesus being at the Sea of Galilee, along the edge of the Sea of Galilee. He was preaching. It says, one day by the shores of the Sea of Galilee, Jesus was preaching to the multitude. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push out a little bit from the water so that he, could, so he sat in the boat and taught the crowd from there. Jesus used Peter's boat. Now, I'm venture to guess many of you don't have a boat per se. Some of you may. But what do you have that God would use in a great way if you obey him and listen to him? 
Peter's response to Jesus was, yeah, use my boat. And because of that, multitudes of people got to hear Jesus speak. I, I don't have much, but one of the things I really enjoy doing is um, I love to lend my cars to missionaries. It's just something I do. I love. It's fun. There, God uses the gifts we have and the talents we have, and they're used by God. What is it that God is asking you to give? What is he asking you to relinquish to him? Or as you hear him speak, for some of you, it may be some time. Some of you may want to talk to Jay after the service and see if you could go to Kentucky with him. Maybe you don't have a boat, but you got a truck that can pull equipment or could be loaded up with food and items like that that are in the back. You see, whatever you have, if you obey, that's the key. What is God asking you to give? The second thing we see is verses 4 through 6. The Lord blesses those who obey. <clears throat> it goes on to say in Luke chapter 5, verse 4 and 6, uh, 4 through 6, when he had finished preaching, he said to Simon, now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Now, Jesus was known for his carpenter work, not his fishing skills. And so I can imagine Peter, who had just cleaned all his nets, was a little hesitant. But let's read on. It says, And this time their nets, uh, at this time, Master Simon said, We worked all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so. I think the key words to this whole passage are those words, but if you say so, Jesus, I will let down my nets. And when he did, at this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. God blesses those who obey. If you're here right now, God will bless you in your obedience. And so obey Christ and listen to him. Do what others say. Uh, do what Jesus asks you to do. The greatest words ever said could be, but if you say so. Peter had, who had been fishing all night and hadn't caught a fish all night, saw no need really to go out and throw his now clean nets back into the water, but because if you say so, Peter's words. Not to say anything, I'm not saying that anything you do will get you a boatload of fish, but this is a biblical illustration that gives us an example of God's blessing on Peter because of his obedience, not because of his fishing skills. It was because he was willing to lay down his net. And try again, fish again. He was being obedient to Jesus. Now, our obedience not only impacts us, but our obedience blesses those who are close to us. In verse 7, he says this, 
a shout for help from their partners in the other boat. And soon, both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. See, not only did Peter, and was Peter blessed by this, by this fishing excursion, by putting his nets in, but Peter's partners were blessed as well. Say that time three times fast. <laughs> Peter's, partners, <laughs> Peter's partners were blessed too. That's a cool thing. See, our, our obedience impacts others. The thing we need to understand that our obedience does have influence and it does impact others, good or bad. Our obedience will bless those that are closest to us. In verse 8, it says this, our obedience draws us to repentance. Look at verse 8. In this passage, it says, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. Peter realized who he was and he realized who Jesus was. And at that point, his obedience to what Jesus had asked him to do moved him to repentance. Please forgive me, he says. Please remove yourself from me. I'm too much of a sinner. He acknowledges who he is and, and what he does. You know, if we follow this out, it keeps us our obedience keeps us in connection with God. And we do it through worship, through prayer, through reading his word. <clears throat> when we realize who God is and what he has done for us, we can only worship and obey. And the last thing is this. Our obedience comes with a call. You didn't think you were getting out that easy, did you? <laughs> well... As you know, here's what it says in verse 11. As soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. As we obey, as we obey Christ, we find our purpose and our calling in our lives. And, and it can be different. I'm not saying that everyone is called the ministry. Uh, I grew up, when I went to Liberty, I wanted to be a vocal performer. I wanted to be Jean Valjean in Les Mis. That's what I wanted to be. <clears throat> I can remember the week that God asked me to surrender all that and give it to him. I did. And you know, now the reality is this. I can sing anytime I want, according to Daniel. <laughs> and, and I can be involved in worship. I'm a part of the worship planning team. So I'm not missing out on anything. You don't have to do something huge. It's not preaching, but you could do some teaching in small groups or teach a Sunday school class or be a part of the welcome team. Somebody can put their hand out and say, hey, it's good to have you here. And I'm saying that to Marjorie and Pete. I love them. They're here. So thank you for being here. You can be a part of Welcome Ministry. Just find your place. 
to serve others. That's what Peter did. They immediately left their boat. Why? They wanted to serve others. They wanted to be fishers of men. And that's what happened. And they formed that life and their call to their life. They both fulfilled that. So let me ask this. What would happen if in this event Peter said, Jesus, no, we just cleaned the boat. We don't want you to use it. Many people would have been excluded from hearing Jesus properly. The crowd would have, been missed, would have missed the message of Jesus. So let me ask this then on top of that. What's your boat? What do you have? It may not be a boat. My brother has a boat. And every week almost during the summer... He's doing something with young people, fishing mostly, out on the boat. He has a boat. I don't have a boat, but he has a boat. And he's out fishing. He actually has taken another boat up to the reservation above him and he, in Montana and sharing Jesus with children that don't hear the message of Jesus. That's giving up your boat. What happens if Peter missed the overwhelming miracle? What if he says, no, I'm not putting my nets down. I just got them all clean. Jesus, you're a carpenter. I'm a fisherman. We fished all night, caught nothing. You don't know what you're talking about. What if, Jesus, what if Peter does that? He caught more fish than he'd ever caught in his life before. As a matter of fact, he had to ask his friends, and not only was Peter blessed, but Peter's partners were blessed as well. They would have not received the blessing if Peter was not obedient. And Peter would not have experienced the true presence of Jesus in his life. Peter immediately fell on his knees, repented, asked God to ask Jesus, please get away from me for I am too deep a sinner. He confesses his sin before Jesus and then Peter may have missed this whole call to his life. He found purpose and direction and don't you miss this. You will never find a better place to live than in the center of God's will for your life. If you don't believe me, ask Jonah. In his disobedience, the opposite happens. He gets swallowed by a fish. Yeah, so. Peter never missed his call because he was obedient. Obedience is one of the key and primary elements of our Christian walk. And so please, be obedient to what God asks you to do. You know, listen to his voice and allow him to lead you and be obedient to his will. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this wonderful story, a fishing story of great magnitude. We ask that you'll bless each person here and may they hear from you that still small voice that asks them to do something beyond themselves. Like Peter, he 
has for his boat. He has to throw a net in. He, he had to almost push the boat in because it was so full of your blessing. Help us to be blessed and help us to sense your presence with you and be obedient to your call in our life. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Thank you.